the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. No, that's a really interesting point. Andy. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> no, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. Well, what's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal's Hannibal. Mr. Commer on WEI.com. 34-13, Patriots beat the Bengals. Another win, but you could say it's another win like it was earlier in the year. We kind of saw what happened when they played that against good teams. Do you feel any differently, Andy? I would re-rack the open and say, not did the Patriots beat the Bengals, but did the Bengals lose to the Patriots? Because that's what happened. You throw four interceptions. The Bengals had a chance in that game. And I'm not sure if you know, they are as talented as any team in football. Uh, A.J. Green. One of the best receivers in football, according to Bill Belichick, talked about him endlessly in his post-game press conference. How exactly that's relative to today's game, I couldn't tell you because he hasn't played all year. He didn't play in today's game. One of the weirdest post-game press conferences I've seen from Bill Belichick. Took forever, showered, looked really good. A little bit of stress is kicking in late in the year. He's got his uh, lip issues that are going on a little bit. Um, but I, it, it's a game that I don't know. Like, you felt good about the offense for about five minutes. Right. They march down the field, um, although I'll continue to say it's not a real offense. Screen passes are your only thing that really works. Um, And then you feel really bad about the defense for a drive because they couldn't stop the best running back in football, according to Bill Belichick, Joe Mixon. I know most fans probably didn't know he was the best running back in football. They probably thought there were about 15 other guys that were ahead of him for that moniker. Um, But Bill said the best running back in football ran it down their throats, and you're like, the hell's going on here the offense starts good the defense starts poorly and then water found its level the offense kind of struggled the rest of the day save for a little bit of a running game um and the defense did what it does made plays the other team did what it does gave you plays muffed a punt to give you an opportunity on a short field um it's just a weird game to react to because i give christian fourier credit on the uh cbs wbz post game fifth quarter um I don't know how you can feel all that much better about the Patriots today. And the thing that's most interesting to me is this, this fixation that you continue to have with just effort. Like Bill keeps saying they try hard and Brady's talking about everybody tries hard and they work hard. I've used this phrase with you before, Ryan. It's not a want to, I think they want to be good. I think they want to be better at everything they do. I'm not sure they can be better at everything they do. I still think there are a lot of inefficiencies especially on the offensive side of the ball, pass protection, the ability for guys to get open to catch the football, Brady's ability to throw the football to guys who are open was an issue at times today. Um, I, I, you just look at this on paper, and I'm sure you know the super fan types will be very critical. Uh, they went out and won 34 to 10. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. I think if you watched the game, you wouldn't treat this like a normal 34 to 10 win. Well, because it wasn't 34 to 10. It was 34 to 13. Oh, whatever. But – I get you're hit it right on. I, I agree with your thoughts. You really can't feel any differently about this team after the game. They're supposed to beat the Bengals. They're supposed to run the ball over them. They're supposed to intercept Andy Dalton. I don't know about four times, but they're supposed to turn the ball over against them. Like they did everything they're supposed to do. So I don't know how you can just say that they can do it against good teams because we saw that they can't. So I guess you, you can't even, I don't know. Could, could you have taken any way from this game and felt better about the team? Like no matter what they did. Oh, yeah. If I had seen more execution in the passing game, I thought the passing game was as piss poor as it's been. Well, it threw for 128 yards. That's terrible. And, again, the 23-yard touchdown to James White on a screen pass, really well executed. 
you can't live and die with just screen passes and, and count on Stephon Gilmore to have a bad quarterback. Remember, that's a bad quarterback. As much as Bill wants to tell me how good A.J. Green is, even though he didn't play, Andy Dalton did play, and he's not a good quarterback. He threw it directly to Stephon Gilmore a couple times, and Gilmore returns one for a touchdown. So in that sense, you're right. This was basically um, – it's December whatever, December 15th. This was a October 1st Patriots win. It was the yep. early season, bad team, made a play on special teams, made some plays on defense, got a defensive score, and blew the other team out of the water. And what did we learn? Absolutely nothing. Well, I get – all right, one thing you learn. The kill Harry can maybe make a few plays. You have to scheme up some plays for him. But I thought that touchdown yeah. was, a, was a good play, making – you know, the route was covered and Brady was scrambling, but he got open and made the play. That's something we haven't seen. Um, for you want a real ball. negative spin on that? Sure. He was covered on the corner. Okay, but then he made the – open. So how often is Brady going to get seven seconds to hold on to the ball and step up and give Harry time to come back across the back end of the end zone? It's fair, but I'm just saying, Joshua Daniels made a point earlier in the week to get him more involved than he did. I thought he used his athleticism and, you know, ability to make the plays with the ball in his hands with those end arounds. And I think part of that was Edelman not being healthy. But that's, I guess you can take Nikhil Harry as a positive. But on the flip side, they didn't even use Phil Thorsett and Jacoby Myers. No targets, no snap, no targets, no catches for either of them. So what's your take on that? Are, are they phasing Myers and Dorsett out, or is that just a game plan type thing? No, I. I don't think they're phasing them out. I think they are striving to get what they think is their best chances going. And that's Nikhil Harry, Mohamed Sanu, and obviously Julian Edelman. I mean, that's the heart of your offense. They also clearly think that um, Lacoste or Hope or whatever, that he can be a somewhat productive guy. I don't know that I really buy that. Um, He had one nice catch, and then he took a big hit sort of at the end of it, got up slow. That seemed to kind of slow him the rest of the day. Had a couple really bad blocks again. He just – he is not a blocker. Um, I, you know, Harry is what he is. You, I think you do need to go all in on Harry personally. I'd be targeting him even more. I thought he got screwed late in the game. That yeah, offensive pass. I don't know what the hell that was. That I, I didn't see that at all. Um, is it enough, it, like this last-ditch last, last ditch effort? I mean, maybe that's what it's going to be. A year ago it was turned to the run game. Maybe now it's like we got to flick the switch and – it's not a first-round running back. It's a first-round wide receiver, and he's going to be, you know, better. It would have been – today, I would have felt better about this same game if you had sat Julian Edelman and done this. I think I would have felt better about it. But he gutted it out. He looked not very good out there. I was um, just going to say that. What, uh, to me, if you're going to – you had to rest Edelman, it seems like he would, better, would have been better off not playing. But it's hard to talk him out of it. Um, but I, I don't know – no, 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 wait. You're a coach. Run the team. What does Bill do? Do what's best for the team. And I guess – but I, I don't know. When you look at who else you have out there, it's it's hard to go into a game without Julian Edelman just because you do need to win every game. Did but Julian Edelman contribute to the win today? Maybe just by being out there and forcing in some attention. But no, not really. Like, he didn't. Like, so, Dorsett and Myers could have done what he did today. Yeah. No, that's my point. Like, you said, oh, he wants to play. Be an adult. Be a coach. Be a boss. And say – Sit your ass down. We're going to beat the Bengals because they suck. Bill, they're not that good. You keep telling me how good they are. They're not that good. You can list their roster of talent all you want. They are among the worst teams in football in a variety of categories. Most importantly, turnovers, the reason you won today. They're at the bottom of the league. They give it away. Um, you should have had confidence that you should could go in there. And 
you know, we've seen Bill make December decisions that are clearly pointing towards the postseason, whether it's trying to run the ball in Miami, things of that nature. Make a December decision with an eye on January. Put Julian Edelman on the sideline in a nice hoodie. Let him watch the game because I just don't – you don't have any shot in hell, in my opinion, with Julian Edelman playing the way he's playing, feeling the way he's feeling of winning in January. So if you steal a week here, who knows, maybe you can steal another week, week 17, maybe then a bye week. Maybe you could then have him sort of on the sidelines for a month, basically, or something close to a month between now and the start of the playoffs. But instead, he goes out there and he's taking hits and getting yelled at for Tom, by Tom Brady for not being set up right or whatever. So I just – I didn't see the positive, the upside of having Edelman on the field today. Running game, yes, they rushed for a season high, but I don't really put much stock into that because the Bengals were the worst run defense in the league and your offensive line didn't really show anything either. Do you share those same thoughts? Um, I think I'm a little higher on the run game. I thought I- it, was, it, it was the worst run defense in football, but they ran the ball. And there were times where Sony Michelle had those holes where he was seven yards downfield before he had to run through an, an arm of a linebacker or anything. So that's one of those baby steps, I would say, that similar to Harry. I'm not going to get all hot and bothered over Harry, but it was a positive baby step in the right direction. I thought the running game took positive baby steps in the right direction today. Um, I thought Sony Michelle, it was his most consistent. There weren't like there was no 27 yard cheap run late to sway the numbers. He had a couple chunk runs on the first drive, and then I thought he ran the ball relatively consistently the whole day. The one downside would be put the ball on the ground on the, the dumb lap reaching in, and luckily he got it back and they punted. Um, but, yeah, I would take that as a baby step positive. That was one of my thumbs up on weei.com. Tony Michelle. Uh, so looking at the offense moving forward, are you of the mind that they should try to ride the running game, or are you of the mind to try to ride Nikhil Harry and Mohamed Sanu and – find a way to move the ball that way or go like you did last year and just run the ball the way to the Super Bowl? No, they're not good enough to just run the ball. Okay. Um, it has You have to get other options moving. You're going to have to run the ball. You're going to have to have the screen game. You're going to have to have Julian Edelman doing what he does for 10 catches a game, and you're going to have to add probably Nikhil Harry. I'm kind of down on Sanu, but, you know, Sanu's day could have looked differently if Brady hit him. He overthrew him on the first drive. He overthrew him for the touchdown – uh, at the end of the second quarter, um, now he had the drop on the fourth down twice in three uh, three weeks now. He's had a drop on a key fourth down play. He's not helping it out, but Brady's not helping him out either. They're just not on the same wavelength very often. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you need to – if you're going to win a playoff game, and I'm not even saying go to the Super Bowl, any of that. If you're going to win a playoff game, I think you need to do just about – if you run the ball the way you did today, that's fine. Everything else has to be better. Pass protection has to be better. Your quarterback has to be better with his accuracy. The guys have to do a better job getting open, catching passes that actually hit them. I thought very little of the offense was at a uh, playoff winning efficiency today. Unless, of course, Patrick Mahomes comes to Foxborough and throws four interceptions and one of them is a pick six. Can we also admit that Brady is part of the problem on offense? Like he does make some bad throws and yes. Part of the reason the offense is what it is is because the offensive line isn't very good. The wide receivers aren't very good either. The running back's a little inconsistent, but all that is certainly in play. And also, Brady's missing throws. Like, he's missing wide-open guys. He's not putting the ball where it needs to be. Like, that Tony Michelle drop was a perfect example. Yes, it was a drop, but it was also not a good throw. Same thing with, with Sanu. 
it was a drop, but it also wasn't a good throw. So I just think there are people out there that constantly want to make excuses for Brady. And it's, it's okay to admit that he is missing throws and he is part of the reason why the offense isn't performing at a level that it's capable of. Correct. He's part of the problem, not the solution so far. Um, not the biggest part of the problem, but you bring up that Sony Michelle play. Um, you know, in uh, when you get into an accident and you have to appeal it with the insurance board and you have to prove that you weren't 51% at fault, that's all that matters. 51 either way, whoever's at fault. That was 51% Brady's fault at the very least. That was a bad throw, especially it's a bad throw to him. To put a guy like that who doesn't catch a lot of passes, who is trying to build his um, career his availability as a, he even had a nice screen pass where I don't know if you noticed he double caught it he almost fumbled it he almost dropped it he caught it then caught it again and then took off um, that was a really bad throw from Brady there and even James uh, James Lofton said put it in his chest and it's a touchdown now with Sony Michelle I'm not 100% sure that's true but there's a much better chance than if you put it behind him and down by his knees that's a that, I've said this before that's like one of those entry passes to a big man like should he catch it okay yeah he plays in the NBA you should catch everything that you get your hands on but Make it easier on him. Put it in a place where it's easier for him to do his work. Brady's not doing that. He was high on a lot of passes today. Um, really, I mentioned earlier, the really bad overthrow to Sanu um, down the seam for what should have been a touchdown. He's just he's just not comfortable. And I don't know if it's just the pressure and that or if the elbow's an issue, if he's not, like, if his mechanics are a little out of whack, his arm feels funny, if there's other issues there. Um, but he's not comfortable and he's not playing at a high level. And I mean, is this now – he's basically a 50% completion guy for like a month now. Yep. So that's not NFL football. That's not even bad. There's other places where they have bad quarterbacks with bad offensive lines and pressure and bad receivers. You're supposed to complete well over 60% of your passes in the National Football League. 70 for, is supposed to be in play if you're a good quarterback in a good offense with good receivers. Um, so they're they're just struggling right now, and – I know, again, we're being overly negative. Oh, they won 34 to 13. Sorry. Um, I just, I don't know. The eyeball test, the famous Ryan Hannaby eyeball test um, would tell me that that was not a uh, dominating blowout victory like it looks like on paper. Because, what I mean, even against a bad team, theoretically, a 34-14 road win should be like, yep, we did what we were supposed to. Took right. care of business, workmanlike. That's what you do down the stretch in December. That's how you build momentum. There was none of that feeling today. And I'd be really interested. We'll never know because whatever we get out of the Patriots locker room on Patriots.com will be heavily edited and whatever. But I'd be really interested to see how Bill treated the postgame and the clinching a playoff and, you know, talking of Devin McCourty postgame, talking about next week they play, you play for their first championship, the division championship, AFC championship. Um, but they pay for bigger championships than that. I mean, the old hat and T-shirt games that they talk about, that's not the hat they care about. They like them. But the AFC East uh, hat and T-shirt is not. And if you're talking about playing for the real hats, the real hats in Miami, the LVI, LIV hats or whatever the hell they're going to be down there, um, I, I still think they're – you know, Dan Shaughnessy trolled on Twitter during the game. I don't know if you saw it, but talking about basically – you know, the ultimate pastime as a Patriots fan is waiting for the other team to screw up. And I feel like that's what you're resorting to, not only in games, but like big picture. Like you're, everybody says, well, Lamar Jackson, he, this isn't sustainable. He's going to get hurt. You're waiting for him to get hurt. You're waiting for everybody to get hurt or, um, I don't know, stumble, have a bad game. But it looks like the Chiefs are playing pretty well, I would say. 
um, building momentum at the right time. Certainly the Ravens um, continue to take care of their business. The Patriots don't look as good as those teams right now. Uh, defensively, we, I guess we're continuing, or I am, the negative theme. Yes, they, they forced a lot of turnovers and did all that, but their run defense continues to be an issue. Like you said, Joe Mixon ran for over 130 yards, I think. Um, those the opening drive, a lot of missed tackles. So if you're going to look at the defense, yes, they, they played well, but there are phases where they didn't look like, you know, the defense that we've seen. And potentially if you, you need to play a full 60-minute game in the playoffs to win with this team and this offense, and you didn't do that on Sunday. You had some mishaps early on in the game, and those could come back to hurt you in the playoffs. So are you, are you at all worried about the run defense moving forward? Yeah, I've been – Worried about a little bit, not super worried like the offense, but the run defense all year. I mean, that's been the weakness of this defense and specifically tackling. And I was a little um, caught off guard by the way Bill talked about the run defense and basically saying, you know, we were in position like he just made some plays and we made us miss tackles. And it was very kind of fell in line with last week's moral victory. Well, guys are in the right place. I mean, we got that going for us. No. No, where's Bill Belichick, who this is a bottom line business, and if you don't tackle him, it's not good enough. And if you don't make the play, it's not good enough. Suddenly, it's moral victories, and we play till the end against Kansas City, and that'll serve us well moving forward, and we were in right position, and, you know, we'll never face a back as good as Joe Mixon moving forward. But Joe Mixon's a run-of-the-mill good back. Like, he ran well today. I give him a lot of credit. He ran well, ran hard, broke tackles. But you tell me you will not face a running back as good as Joe Mixon? Because I think you will. I personally think you will. I think uh, Houston has a pretty good running back. I think Baltimore has a pretty good running back. I think, I mean, Indianapolis, I don't know, Marlon Mack gets healthy, is a good running back. Like, teams have good players and good running backs. I didn't I didn't care for Bill's uh, moral victory spin on the run defense and the tackling. And I thought it was interesting because the sucky defense and sucky tackling came right on the heels of CBS talking about, oh, the Patriots had a full padded practice on Wednesday. Oh, can't believe how hard they practiced on Wednesday. I can't imagine people har- practicing harder. Well, it didn't pay off because you got your ass whooped. Like hard practice, physical practice, full pads, that should pay off for something like that, run defense. We're ready. We, we haven't been pussyfooting around on the practice field getting caught off guard by physicality, and they just got their ass whooped early. It was a little better late, but it was never good. Nope. Like that was the other thing. I, at post-game press conference, there were sort of these questions alluding to how much better the run defense got after the tough start. I didn't think it was very good all day. I thought it was a pretty consistent, not good enough. And if that's your weakness against the Ravens, good luck. Yep. Uh, so this game on Saturday, short week, could impact Ellis and maybe some other players that are that are banged up. But depending on the result tonight or Sunday night with the the Steelers and the Bills game, this could be for the division. Um, I think. The Patriots take care of business no matter what happens. It won't be because the Patriots own the tiebreakers. But this is a good test for the Patriots, beating you know a team that's probably going to be in the playoffs. And this gives you a good sort of benchmark of where you need to be um, going into January against some, some good playoff caliber teams. So I, I guess what are you looking for against the Bills? What would potentially change your mind to believe that this team could actually contend in the playoffs and maybe win a couple of games? Offensive efficiency protect Tom Brady and have a passing attack that looks like a 70% completion rate, have a little flow to it, not helter-skelter kind of nature, um, and control the game. Don't be in a 
Because we've seen it all year. When they've played a playoff caliber opponent, they either lost or they won by a score, right? Whether you want to go Cowboys, Eagles, Bills in Buffalo, and then you have Ravens, Texans, Chiefs. Like, look like the better team because they should be the better team, right? Yep. In theory. I mean, the Bills are an up-and-comer, but the Patriots still should be seen as the better team. They have the better record right now. Um, I, I just – I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm dubious of it because I do think the Bills play hard. I do think the Bills have a good defense. It'll all hinge on Josh Allen. Don't turn the ball over. If Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over, I feel pretty good if I'm a Bills fan. I think I'm going to be in this football game. When I look at the Patriots and they're, I mean, can they run on a, a decent defense, not the worst run defense? How about can they complete passes against a pretty good pass defense? Like, I just, I don't really – we're back to where we've been all year. What does the offense do well? What can they hang their hat on when, you know, the rubber meets the road? And if it's not a screen pass to James White, then I don't really know what it is. Because right now, I would even – I don't think Edelman is that right now. He looked lost at times today. He and Brady just were, were inefficient. It was more like he was throwing to Dorsett or Sanu on some of those Edelman throws. So, um, yeah, if you take care of business against the Bills, just control the game. I would start by what you did today. If you can put together a drive like that, which, by the way, another another chance where the offense looks at its best either coming out of the start of the game or halftime, right? And yet everybody wants to run Josh McDaniels out of town. Well, that brings me to my next point. That's three straight weeks now that they've looked great on the first drive, and then it disappears for the rest of the first half. Like, what's what's the issue there? Are, are teams adjusting quickly? Is it the Patriots only script the first whatever, 10 plays? Like – that's a trend now where they are good, you know, with scripted stuff and whatever, but then once a defense adjusts and, and to that first drive, the Patriots don't do any addressing of their own and struggle. What, what is it? Because I think they're catching them off guard with some stuff early in games and then the other team's adjusting. And I don't know, I don't know if they don't adjust or then you just get into a game where it becomes matchups and physical and guys got to beat other guys and they're not, doing that but to me that's a pro for Josh McDaniels that their best offense is almost always the start of the game or out of halftime when he plans when he scripts now you could argue if you wanted to be negative you could say maybe that's where Bill Belichick is doing the scripting maybe Bill Belichick is the guy that plans the opening drives of games and halves because he has that time whereas during the game he's so fixated on the defense that that's left up to Josh and Tom Brady and maybe they're not adjusting in game as well that's a theory, too, I'm just throwing out there. But um, I, it's not a coincidence that their best drives, their best efficiency on offense is coming to start the game or, or out of halftime. That's, they're scripting, they're adjusting, they're coaching. Um, and that's the whole Patriot way right now is their talent is not as good as a lot of the other teams that they face, but they still have some coaching advantages that, that maybe are that fine line sliver between you know, victory and defeat on occasion. Uh, before we go, I guess we should hit on the Jay Glazer leak of the uh, video from the Cleveland Press Box last week. Uh, you watched it. I'm sure everybody saw it by now. Basically, to me, it confirms what the Patriots said in their statement. The B-roll was of the sideline and players running on the field. There was no scoreboard. There was nothing that would indicate to anybody that sort of understands how football works in 2019 that they were you know, trying to steal signals and this and that because you can't sync up, you know, there's no scoreboard to show down a distance to what the Bengals did in the sideline. Um, what, what's your take on the situation? Like, to me, it didn't really make the situation worse. 
I don't think it made it any better, but I don't think anyone's view could, anyone that understands its view can change based off what the video showed. I think that video and that scandal is exactly like this football game that we just watched. If you're a Patriot honk, you loved this football game. They got back to winning. They made some plays. If you have doubts about the team and your objective, you think they still have a ton of problems. If you watch that video and you're a Patriots fan, you go, see, there's nothing we could use. What are you talking about? That clearly is is useless. It was a mistake. If you're a Patriots hater, you go, as Darren Reveldwit did, he tweets out, unless you're doing a documentary on how to steal signs from the sideline, I don't know how you can defend that, that footage or whatever he said. Um, there's nothing there. There's literally nothing there. Now, you know, I mean, you get the, the background and the audio of, of the producer saying, you know, I can delete it and I won't, it'll be gone forever if I just delete it. And then people saying, how could you not know that you can't do that? And I would argue, you know why he could not know? Because it's a football, it's a football rule and he's not a football guy. He has nothing to do with football ops. He's doing a documentary. He's doing something different. And I just, you're going to view that footage probably the way you want to, just like I've told you, I think people are going to view the, the penalty the way you want to, the way you're predisposed to look at it or use it to make your point. Um, it does sound like it's going to be significant. The examples they listed of <laughs> the comparative um, penalties, it, it seems like it's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not more, and potentially draft pick. Um, so we'll see where that goes. I, I still think the league would be better off to get it done, but it was, <laughs> excuse me, it was so predictable that Fox had the, the copy of it, just like Defla- uh, just like Spygate, you know, where Goodell's wife used to work at Fox and Jay Glazier gets. I mean, it was so predictable that Fox was going to have that today. I predicted it on our, our airwaves on WEI over the weekend that it was almost a 100% chance that Jay Glazier and Fox would have that this weekend. So I guess that's something to watch for earlier in the week. Uh, you'll be on Dale and Keith. Good amount this week, uh, yep. Tuesday through Friday. Then um, I think Mutt tomorrow night as well, Monday night. So a lot of Andy on the radio this week. Lots of me talking about things that some fans won't like, such as a lot of questions with the Patriots heading towards uh, Christmas and then the playoffs. And can they do it again? Basically is the question. Can they become something they aren't late in the season? Because right now, in my mind, they are not a Super Bowl caliber, Super Bowl winning team. And yet I probably would have said that a year ago and had egg on my face and picked them to lose the AFC title game in Kansas City and they hoisted another Lombardi trophy. So, hey, maybe I'm just wrong all the time, and people should be happy that I don't think they're very good. Maybe that's the case. All right, we'll talk to you with our normal podcast on Wednesday for Thursday, and we'll check out all our stuff on the website, full post game coverage, all that stuff. Follow us on Twitter, iTunes, all that. We still like you. want you to do that. Thanks a lot. Please and thank yous, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace out.